listening to the Lawn Care Business Success Podcast. The weekly show sharing proven methods and systems in marketing, equipment, and customer service. Educational and motivational to help make your lawn care business an overwhelming success. Now, here's your host, Julio Tomei. Welcome, Lawn Care Nation, to another episode of the Lawn Care Business Success Podcast. I'm your host, Julio Tomei, and this is episode number 311, entitled Interview with Jordan and Helena from Tomei Landscaping. Yes, you heard that right, from Tomei Landscaping, but it's not the same Tomei as me. It's spelt a little bit differently, so I think this will be uh, a fun one. Uh, Hopefully, you guys are all doing well and uh, uh, handling uh, this uh, heat uh, that we're where you're uh, getting here uh, during the summer, especially uh, those of you listening in the Pacific Northwest uh, have uh, been getting a bit of a heat wave uh, that uh, isn't uh, normal for us over here. Uh, so hopefully you guys uh, have managed uh, through that and it's not uh, too much uh, worse uh, for the rest of the summer. So uh, without uh, further ado, uh, let's get into it. So I'd like to introduce uh, Jordan and Helena to the show. Hey, Jordan, Helena, how are you guys doing? Hey, hey, uh, awesome! So, thank you guys for uh, taking uh, the time out uh, to come onto the podcast, especially uh, on short notice. Uh, this was another episode where I kind of just uh, threw it out there on uh, Instagram if anybody was available, kind of last minute, and uh, you guys uh, stepped up to be my next victim. So uh, that's awesome! <laughs> yeah. yeah, thank you very yeah, much. For Awesome. So uh, maybe uh, start off uh, by uh, telling us a bit about yourselves and uh, your business. Yeah, so um, we're a landscape maintenance company out of Victoria, BC. So we're not actually too far from you, just over on the island. And um, I'm 28, my wife's 29. And uh, I've been doing the business probably for about four years now for myself. Been doing it for 10 years. I did it five years with someone. And then I did it one year with uh, another gentleman and bought out his clientele. And um, it takes us to four years. And my wife's been doing it with me for the last couple of years now. Awesome. Yeah. Very, very cool. Mm-hmm. So um, at this point, uh, after four years, is uh, the lawn care business uh, your main income or is it a side hustle? Um, so it would be our main source of income along with a lot of other projects and a little bit of landscaping on the side and okay. um, projects with new and existing clients. And of course, before that and around the time that we started for the first couple of years, my wife um, had a job as well and she also brought some income. Okay. Very yeah. cool. So that's like, I'm quite in new to this. Like I've only been doing it for like two years. So like for me, like Jordan's been doing it longer. Mm-hmm. Very cool. Yeah. So, um, are you guys working together both in the field or do you have specific jobs, um, that you do? Uh, yeah, so we're both in the a maintenance field. So okay. for a Monday to Thursday, we do a lot of maintenance and then on a Fridays we leave it for projects and emergency kind of days and like weather, of course. Yeah. 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 That's always a big one around here in the Pacific Northwest. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. so what first uh, attracted you to the lawn care industry? And uh, you talked about working for somebody else uh, for a little bit. Um, what was that thing or that moment that made you want to take that leap uh, and, uh, you know, go out on your own and start your own business? Right. Um, well, when I first started, I was actually just looking for something new. I wasn't actually going into um landscaping or maintenance at all and i ended up getting the job and 
it's weird because at first I actually really hated it. I did not like doing it at all. Mm. I didn't like getting on my hands and knees. I didn't like cutting grass. I, you know, wanted to go into something different. But yeah. the more and more I did, I actually found I really enjoyed it and I wanted to learn more. I, I did a lot of research. I watched tons of videos. You know, I've seen some or heard some of your podcasts. I follow Keith Calpis, yeah. our podcasts. Um, I even took a few courses to enhance my knowledge, like, you know, landscape fundamentals, irrigation, tree maintenance, plant okay. identification, um, things like that. And then I, you know, I, I pass it on to my wife and some employees we had, so they learned from that as well. Um, yeah. Starting the business, um, on the other hand, was uh, when I worked for my last boss, I, I kind of knew I had my own ways of doing things and I wanted to try new stuff. But, you know, when you work for someone, you're, you're so limited. Uh, so I basically just went up to him and he was an older gentleman and I said, Hey, you know, can I, can I buy you out? Can I buy your business? So we made an agreement. We had a price and we went from there. And then one year later paid off the business debt. And basically we've been doubling our income ever since. And like I said, of course, my wife brought in a lot of income. So she helped a lot mm-hmm. and she helped me on projects. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And like, because I've only been doing this for like two years, like when I came on, like I, I was used to being an employee for like nine years. I was in the healthcare industry. Okay. So like for me to come doing like switching from being indoors to outdoors, like that was a huge change for me. So there's Mm -hmm. a lot of things I had to learn, but I feel like naturally, like I'm a hard worker. Like I really like being outdoors anyways. And I was already always in the garden and I have like, like a lot of plant knowledge too. So I'm having the skills as a carrier and dealing with, seniors and stuff we have a lot of clients that are seniors yeah. so kind of bring that to the table too yeah that's actually a, a yeah. very good asset to have um mm-hmm. with that uh, i was talking um i might have mentioned on a previous podcast as well uh, having my son uh working with me in the summer and stuff he's 17 and just kind of uh you know wanted to get a job but because of covid couldn't find anything with all the restrictions and stuff so he asked you know dad can i come out oh, work yeah. with you so he was and and he noticed right away um, with my senior clients that it wasn't just about mowing. It was a lot of that one-on-one uh talking with the clients lots of them you know yeah. sometimes you're the only point of contact that they have for like the week you're like that one person that they get to talk to um and that there's a lot more to it and he mentioned that to me that uh you know he noticed that that there was you know particular clients that were always there waiting for me to have a chat and stuff like that and mm-hmm. um so yeah there's yeah. that that you know there's a that's a, a skill there the patience and stuff you have to have and uh, that so yeah i could see you bringing uh with that uh, healthcare uh, background having yeah, uh, that sure. expertise. Um, yeah. So, what made you, um, Helena? Uh, what was that thing for you, as far as you know, if you were in healthcare and stuff, um, mm-hmm. to make that transition? Um, was it you know, with Jordan? Was it uh, just being swamped with work and needing an employee or needing help and that sort of thing, or was it um, you know, just wanting a change from the healthcare as well? I think it's like a bit of both because like even before like I started with Tommy landscaping like I would occasionally come help him out um when we like for example when we didn't have any workers on um and it was just Jordan like running the business um I'd come out and help occasionally but like as the years went on like I saw how much quality he had like I and the industry especially with COVID and stuff like, yep. it was brutal 
yeah. being in the healthcare industry and breaking free from that, like, it was a huge relief for me to be in an industry where, like, I'm not around like, a lot of people that um, maybe have, like, really high demands because it's a high-stress job being a carried. Yes. Um, and being in the landscaping industry, like, I feel... Um, like, and being with my husband, too, like, being on the same schedule is huge mm-hmm. for me. I didn't have to be on opposite schedules. Like, that's such a relief for me to, like, step away from that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, okay, mm-hmm. very, very cool. Uh, that brings up actually um, kind of going off script with a, you know questions that popped in my mind as mm-hmm. you guys are talking. Um, being a husband and wife team, are there any uh, unique challenges that you guys have, um, you know, discovered with that? <laughs> well, like Helena said, like currently right now, because we just run the business together, it's just us together. So, you know, the term or the saying out there is that, you know, when spouses work together, it, it doesn't work. But we're that rare breed that we work perfect together. We're the best team. I mean, we listen to podcasts together. We encourage each other. We're just the perfect team. We're the, the dream team. Okay, awesome. Yeah, and like the more and more we do this, like we have a really good routine together. So, <clears throat> Like, of course, when I first came on, like, I had a lot to learn. Jordan taught me a lot of things, too. And, like, even to, like, cut grass professionally, like, to do that. And, like, I already do, like, the go, go, go atmosphere because mm-hmm. I had that from my previous training. So, like, that was the hard part. It was, like, learning, um, like, that for, like, long hair and um, being in that atmosphere. But, like, because I'm already best friends with my husband, like, it worked out really great. Like, we get along so well. Awesome. Like, I wouldn't have done it if I couldn't. Get along with them. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so you guys, you guys didn't have to. She puts up. Yeah, what, what was that, Jordan? I said she puts up with me. Oh yeah, there you That's go. <laughs> so you guys, um, you guys didn't have to like set out any boundaries or anything, or say you know if it's you know leave work stuff, we leave at work. You know when we get home, we don't talk about certain things or uh, anything like that. Just kind of you guys are kind of just uh, I, I, going with the flow. I think we're so addicted to our business that we we do take it home, but it's almost it's something that we really enjoy. So we don't really view mm-hmm. it as a job. We we just love it. It's something we come home. We, we even we work in our own yard. We're always working. We just okay. love doing what we do. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah, and I I also feel like when because it's a couple business, like me and my husband, like I feel like having our separate like duties. Like when we come onto the property like I go I know exactly what to do and he knows what to do like we don't um butt in each other's space yeah we just like we're like go and then like we separate so like I feel like for people doing this industry and as a couple like, it's so important to have like those roles mm-hmm. uh, especially when you're both doing the work yeah I could def- I could definitely see um the advantage there in terms of you know being both sort of the owner operators together because uh, you know, it's in your best interest to get the jobs done, uh, you know, professionally to make them mm-hmm. look good because it's your name uh, on the, you know, the trailers. Um, but also mm-hmm. um, the, uh, you know, it's not that sort of uh, typical, you know, employee attitude where, you know, you might be waiting around for the boss to tell you to do the next step, even though you've done the next step a million times sort of thing. Um, you know, yeah. you guys can kind of sort of play off each other and uh, you know exactly what to do next uh, and go and adapt uh, uh, as you guys are doing it. Um, so I can see you guys yeah. being a very efficient uh, team uh, with that. That's awesome. Yeah. Um, so is it currently just the two of you or do you have any employees? 
Yeah. So like I said before, it's, uh, it's just Helena and I working together and, uh, we've had some employees in the past, which, uh, didn't really seem to work out, um, for their own reason. Yeah. And, uh, we just like to do a lot of subcontracting on work. So currently, I mean, as you may know, it's, it's just really hard to find employees and people that actually want to do the work. Yep. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. That's a, a common theme that I hear from uh, everybody that I interview that has employees is that is the biggest uh, challenge, just finding, um, you know, employees that are committed and uh, want to uh, put in the work and stuff. It's uh, difficult um, to, with some employees, um, especially as minimum wages uh, continually uh, go up, then you've got that challenge of balancing that when, you know, an employee can go, uh, work at McDonald's for, you know, the same thing or stand at the mall for the same amount uh, versus doing hard labor, uh, you know, or what some would consider hard labor. So it's a, a difficult um, balancing act at, at times. You really have to uh, love it. I always say myself that um, with lawn care, I only, I'm only in it because I'm working for myself that I personally would not work for another lawn care company doing it. Um, that yeah. it's only because I'm doing it for myself that I like it. <clears throat> yeah, no, agree with that. Um, mm-hmm. So this next uh, question uh, is one of my favorites, um, and it's because every time I ask a, a self-employed person, I always get a different answer. But if I ask somebody who works shift work, nine to five job, that sort of thing, the amp- answer typically is the same uh, from those uh, types of people. Um, so you guys can answer these uh, individually. Um, so. Uh, how would you, uh, Jordan and Helena, define success? Um, well, I mean, most people are going to find success. Of course, they make a lot of money or mm-hmm. they're owning a lot of material things. Um, and there's nothing wrong with that. I mean, I, I, but I feel the definition of um, success is just, you know, you wake up every day and you're happy with what you're doing in life. And you actually just can't wait to get up and go to uh, your job. You can't wait to to get there and mm. everything you do. And it's, um, it's just sadly hard to, hard to find that nowadays. And people don't view it like that. They just, they just want money, 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 money. And it, it doesn't work like that. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. Great answer. What about you, Helena? Anything uh, to add to that? Yeah. Like I, I think it's so important to do things for yourself, not because other people are doing it. Cause that's how you find the joy and what you do. Um, and it shows when you go on to client's property, it shows that you actually love what you do you go over a hundred percent and it gives you that inner peace that you're doing the best um possible work that you can be doing and it's self-confidence for yourself as well yeah very cool yeah, absolutely. Um, it's funny, as uh, Jordan, you were uh, saying your answer, I had flashbacks of me as well, like thinking about, you know, going to bed and, and already planning like the next day. And then having yeah. certain days where I would wake up throughout the night, because it's still on my mind. And it's like I wake up, you know, at two o'clock or three o'clock or four o'clock in the morning, and I'm already thinking about that job and like excited to like, can't wait to get out there and get started sort of yeah. thing, right? Um, so it's kind of funny that, uh, that, that is uh, when you think about, you know, the fact that most people would consider it, you know, hard labor or out and, you know, t- hard work and stuff like that, that you would look forward to doing it. Um, yeah, of course. Yeah. So, um, just to give people a sense of, um, the size of properties that you maintain, maybe speak to the equipment that you use. 
Um, yeah. So like a lot of people know, listening to the podcast that, uh, you know, mainly for me, it's, you know, uh, the commercial 30 X mark, uh, you know, occasionally a 21 inch mower, a 36 is like the biggest uh, mower that I'm using currently um, for right. those sort of dense city properties. Uh, what are you guys uh, maintaining over there on the island? Yeah, so we have about half and half with uh, commercial and residential. Okay. And the equipment we use is going to be anywhere from the Hondas, uh, you know, the 21-inch yep. commercials. And then we also have the rides, the 34-inch Aaron's, um, which gets you through those nice little three-foot gateways. Yep. And then the 42-inch, um, I think it's, we don't use it much, but it's just like a cheap lawn boy. Okay. And yeah. but most, most of the work we do is going to be with the commercial on mowers. And then the ride's going to be some occasional uh, fields that we do. Okay. Very cool. Is that the, um, uh, you said it was the Aaron's 34, is that like a 34Z type thing? Uh, yeah. Sorry. It's a zero turn. Okay. Yeah. So that's actually one of the first mowers I ever got. Uh, oh, really? when I, yeah. When I started <laughs> my, when I started my business, um, I started with the Honda. Um, and then when I was researching and, you know, I wanted to buy a bigger mower, the gates was always, you know, something I had in my mind. And, um, the, um, gravely 34 Z was, you know, very popular for that, but I was looking at the price and at the time just starting, I was like, I can't afford to buy that. (laughs) And then, um, and then the errands, you know, the dealer, uh, suggested the errands version of it. Um, and he's like, it's right. you know, pretty much the same machine. It's a little, you know, it's lighter duty and stuff like that, but uh, should get you yeah. things. So it was actually my first, uh, uh, com- like, mower that, uh, bigger mower that I bought for my business was uh, that Heron's uh, 34. And uh, Yeah, and it's hard to find those commercial 32, 34s yeah. um, in Canada because you have to get them shipped in from the States, right? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Everything is... Uh, especially out here on the West Coast, uh, apparently. Uh, my dealer was telling me how uh, the West Coast is an anomaly. Like, you can get everything else on uh, the other side of the Rockies, but over here it just uh, it becomes very difficult uh, to bring stuff in. I'm sorry? And I said, so that's the equipment that we use, the, okay. the Hondas. Mainly. And what size properties uh, did you mention? the size properties that you guys are doing, is it mainly um, like dense stuff or are you guys out uh, more like country properties or? It's, it's more in the city. Okay. So it's smaller and then some contracts we have are a little bit larger uh, properties. Okay. So like I said, it's half and half residential and commercial. Nice mix. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Very cool. Um, so do you guys offer, um, and I think, think you uh, hinted at this already, but uh, do you guys offer any services uh, that are not lawn care or landscaping related, like maybe power washing or window cleaning, for example? Yeah, so we have a couple, like we do some irrigation maintenance um, and then a little bit of pressure washing and gutters on the side. And um, I think Helena can add it in. She, I, This is maintenance, but uh, she does uh, some flower work as well. Okay. Yeah, um, and like also we like we've been adding more services into our business, so like even dethatching, aerating, uh, mm-hmm. fertilizing. Um, yeah, what else am I missing, Jordan? <laughs> uh, yeah, so it's just to expand on not just the lawn care, but mm-hmm. uh, a little bit more, and you know, a little bit of carpentry on the side and rock work as well. Oh, okay, mm-hmm. very very yeah, nice. But that's more for, for our projects on Fridays. Oh, okay, yeah. So you're um, uh, talking a little bit about that. So is it, sorry, um, that whole schedule there. So is it just the Fridays that you're doing those extra jobs? 
Yes. Okay, yeah. so you're you're mowing or doing maintenance Monday through Thursday. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And then uh, the projects, uh, the Fridays is great because you can roll it into a weekend if you need to, if uh, something happens uh, exactly. unexpectedly. Yeah, that's uh, uh, how I started as well was uh, the Fridays. Um, and then I slowly added uh, the Mondays in as well. Um, and uh, now with my schedule, it's just uh, Tuesday to Thursday mowing and then the Monday and Fridays I leave uh, for all that other stuff. <clears throat> and uh, oh, right. for doing uh, podcasts now too. <laughs> yeah, that so, keeps you busy. Yeah, it can keep you busy. Um, so, uh, what type? Uh, you talked a little bit uh, about uh, sort of that mix of clients that you guys have. Um, so, what type of work uh, do you guys prefer, the commercial uh, or the residential side? And uh, maybe explain why. Um, for me personally is I like to lean more towards commercial because you have a contract if you can get a contract with them and then get it for 12 months of the year. So you always have that consistent work for at least a year. Residential, I find you don't, it's not Mm -hmm. guaranteed work for that year. They can drop you anytime and it's really hard to get a contract with residential. Um, That's why I lean a little bit more towards commercial properties. Okay. Yeah. um, Even though like the residential, like I feel like you can get to know your clients a lot better um, and some, like, we've had long-time clients, and we've built relationships with them, obviously keeping it professional. But uh, I think, uh, yeah, it just really depends on, like, even in Victoria, it's growing and stuff, and there's other property management coming in, so we have more opportunities to grow if we want in that area. Okay, very cool. Yeah, I for, you know, uh, for me, I've been uh, in business 16 years now, and uh, <clears throat> I've always been... Uh, no contracts um, with residential customers. Um, I just literally a couple weeks ago started playing around with um, contracts or like an agreement, um, if you will. Um, when I'm uh, quoting customers, I do it through email um, so that uh, when they're so that communication is documented, basically, so that they get a copy. I've got reference to that copy. And, you know, they typically will respond back to tell me to go ahead, which is then, you know, kind of keeps that email chain there showing that, yes, they authorized those prices that I quoted them for. Um, But I started noticing like the last few years as well, customers who would call and want, you know, lawn care in the spring. And because I'm pretty strict with, you know, we only do weekly mowing and that sort of stuff we're not doing, Mm -hmm. you know, every two weeks or that sort of stuff that some clients would kind of then take advantage of the no contract and say, yeah, yeah, we want weekly mowing. And then, but they're not telling you that they only want you for the spring. They only want you when it's like the heavy growth and then they're going to drop you and mow it themselves during the summer, like once a month or something like that. Right. And uh, it's happened a couple of times now in the last few years. So uh, I actually, because of that sort of uh, quote unquote contract that I kind of use now uh, through email, I just added a cancellation clause or policy basically saying um you know these are the terms of service this is you know a weekly cut credit card on file all that sort of stuff and also that there's a 120 dollar cancellation fee if you cancel before the end of the season um and that's That's just to uh basically i'm not looking to rip people off or charge them the policy it's basically to deter people from signing up in the first place if all they want is like a month worth of lawn care um, sort of yeah. thing, right? It's to focus people on um, that that full season, right? And then that I specifically state there's no cancellation policy if you uh, cancel in the off season or if your house is for sale 
and you're moving mid-season as long as I'm mowing your lawn up until the date that the property transfers, then I won't charge you sort of thing, right? So I'm playing around with that. I've already signed up a couple of new customers who have okayed all that. So, so far it's a hundred percent acceptance on the new cancellation policy. Uh, So hopefully, like I said, it's just more to deter people from signing up who aren't intending to stay long-term for the season, at least. Um, Because I find too, that as you guys probably know, most of your calls are coming in the spring and you have a limited capacity for the amount of uh, clients you can take on. And if you're saying no to this person, you're also saying, or sorry, if you're saying yes to this person, that means you're probably going to be saying no to somebody else who could have been a potential long-term customer. Um, So that's, yeah, that's the, the, the sort of play on what I'm trying now to see after 16 years, I finally was like, yeah, that's enough. <laughs> Let me try. <laughs> you, get, you get more bold as you get uh, more established and stuff with what you yeah. want, what you want out of your business. Um, yeah. Thank you. So uh, what uh, this next question is probably uh, one. Uh, if there was a question that sort of gave people sort of pause for thought, uh, where they had to sort of okay. think about it, um, this would be probably the one, yep. and that is share a time, uh, share with us a time that you struggled in your business and uh, what you learned or did to overcome it. Um, what do you think, Helena? When did we struggle? Uh, well, I mean, even when I came on, like uh, finding where I kind of fit in with the business because you've been doing it for a long time and stuff, like finding that good routine, maybe yeah. even like the training part of it. Cause that takes time too. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Finding long-term reliable employees. Mm-hmm. I mean, even having our equipment, it's just being stubborn and needing repairs right in the middle of a job or, yeah. I mean, trucks too, because trucks, you know, they don't last forever. And, uh, I mean, the worst thing is, is probably just when you actually get it's kind of a funny one, but when you get a little bit of a profit or even you even a lot, you know, where do you invest it? Like, is it advertising? Do you go in equipment? Do you invest it yourself? Do you keep saving? Um, to yeah. me, that's one of the hardest things to do is like, you know, we're making money, but what do we do with it now? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like, what's, the, what's the smart decision? Yeah. Do you guys ever um, butt heads over that on one person maybe wanting, um, you know, a shiny new mower and the other person saying, no, 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 we should be focusing that on, um, you know, marketing or something like that? I think we've been pretty good. What do you think? Yeah, Ryan? no, I, I, I think because like, again, like Jordan's been doing this a lot longer. Like I, I really do trust his decision stuff, but if I notice like certain things aren't working as well, especially because I'm doing like a certain role in the business, like I may give some advice on it, but I, again, like I feel like we work really well as a team that like, I never really feel like I'm overstepping because like, I really, I we support one another. And um, also coming onto the business, I realized my position is a lot different than his, yep. but also that there's being adaptable and being able to learn from one another. I think that helps too. Okay. Very cool. Awesome. Uh, so uh, we're just going to take a quick break and then uh, we'll get back into it right after this. So stay tuned. For almost 40 years, landscape pros have trusted Xmark equipment to help them get the job done day in and day out. Hey, I'm Mike Mayfield, and as a product manager here at Xmark, I get the opportunity to listen to our customers and test new ideas for our products each and every day. 
We strive to make our mowers the most durable, comfortable, and advanced in the green industry. Xmark, engineered by us, trusted by landscape professionals, ready to work for you. Okay, so uh, what is your favorite thing about being self-employed? Good question. Favorite thing about being self-employed? Hands down, I've said it before, the flexibility. Okay. Being an employee for a long time, like you're tied down to your job. Like I was on call, so I'd be like called at different times of the um, day. Yeah. So like for me to just be working on like during the day, like it was awesome. I didn't have to work in the evening. We had a certain time. We could take our time. We got that flexibility. I think that was huge being self-employed and also being able to work with my husband. I, I love that. Awesome. What about you, Jordan? Um, like I said in the beginning, it's it's more just having new ideas and new projects and knowing that I couldn't really bring it to the table, not owning it and not being able to try new things um, and bring it to the business. I didn't like that. So it's the flexibility is great. You know, you make more money. It's, it's great. Um, but it's something I really want to try new. I like to learn and I like to expand and I like to teach other people. And I but couldn't really do that to my full potential. So this allows me to do that. Awesome. Very cool. Yeah, mm-hmm. I can uh, relate to both of you guys, uh, both of your answers there, um, that flexibility. Mm-hmm. And uh, I always say the freedom of it uh, is awesome to be able to do uh, mm-hmm. what you want, when you want. You can you know, make plans with your family uh, around uh, mm-hmm. those work hours and stuff. You can, you know, uh, being on call is just uh, brutal uh, um, yeah. <laughs> for that sort of stuff. Um so in what ways uh, do you guys market your business and maybe share your number one marketing tip? Um, well, our marketing is pretty simple. We, we use what most people use. We go online. We use Facebook. Um, in our area, there's Use Victoria, and you probably have used Vancouver out there yep. or yep. Um, Surrey. Um, and, of course, we love to use uh, Google My Business. That's helped dramatically. That's yep. huge. Um, but the number one thing we found was referrals. So okay, yep. when we do a job, we never, we never do hundred percent. We do 150%. We go into a job, we do what they say that they want, and then we do a little bit extra. And that little bit extra took you five minutes. It's, you know, they're going to tell other people about us. And if they like it, we tell them, you know, tell people about us. So referrals to us is number one, especially, uh, in Victoria because people talk. Yeah, mm-hmm. absolutely. That's a great great tip you know and it can be like you said it can be something that takes you five minutes like think um you know doing um for those of you guys uh, listening to this episode here uh you know think about something like you're doing a bark malt job and you you put some bark mulch in a garden or something you know what about buying um a couple little plants or something that they didn't ask for uh, but you know will pop and make that garden look fantastic and you just kind of put them out there mm-hmm. it's something that you know if worse comes to worse they don't like it they can you know take them out but it's not costing you a lot and it's going to say you know huge uh you know about your uh, work ethic and uh, your commitment to uh making uh you know that uh property look fantastic um just little things um like that just like you said you're putting out that little bit of uh, extra time only takes you a few minutes and stuff doing little things here and there and uh, it goes a long way so absolutely that's fantastic uh, advice um how do you find uh the 
Facebook marketing? Um, it's it's okay. It's not too too bad. I mean, it really depends on where you are. I'd say, um, but it, it it works. I mean, simple as that. It does work, and it's just about how you put your ads together and how you advertise, and of course, what you're paying for your ads. It's, okay, it all depends. Are you guys so you guys are yeah. doing um, paid ads and uh, or uh, have you done any of the sort of just like posting in like the community groups and stuff or? Yeah, and we do a little bit of everything, but of course, most of the work we do is we just talk to people. We okay. go around, we introduce ourselves, um, we just say who we are. You know, we're trying to spread our business through the area and the municipality. You know, if you're interested, here's a card, right? And mm-hmm. we move on and move to the next one. Yep. That's awesome. Sounds right. uh, very similar to what I'm always saying. Uh, and hopefully uh, the people listening are, are uh, taking notes here and uh, and hearing sort of that mm-hmm. common theme of getting, you know, get out there, talk to people, let them know uh, yeah. who you are, what you're trying to do. And uh, like you said, you know, um, give them your contact info if they're interested. And even I'll add that extra that I always say, even if they're not interested, turn it around and say, mm-hmm. Well, you know, I've had uh, people say to me, well, you know, save your card, save your thing. You know, I'm not interested. And I'll say, I'll tell you what, how about you hold on to it? And as soon as you hear of somebody or somebody, you know, mentions that they need lawn care, you pass the card on to them. And I've never had somebody say no. (laughs) They're like, okay, yeah, yeah, no no problem. Right. Sort of thing. Right. Uh, So, yeah, Yeah. just get your name out there because uh, that little moment that you talk to somebody can make a huge difference if they don't have a connection to a lawn person so to speak you now become that person to them uh you know anytime you know that comes up in the future uh you know i need to they're in a conversation with a friend or something like that and they mention it and they're like oh you know actually i had a good impression with a person that i talked to for five minutes in my driveway or whatever like that um it can it can be huge um, and it even works with commercial properties. I mean, just because you're going up to people, there's property managers walking around. It's just the right time, the right place. There's emails, yeah. email property managers. They're everywhere. Like, there's no rules. Just yeah. go for it. Yeah. Yeah. That's even a- having a relationship helps with those um, property managers, having good relationships with them. Sometimes they even refer you over another landscaping company because you guys hit it off, right? Yeah. 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 Absolutely. Yeah. That's some great tips. Um, uh, what uh, one of the most common questions that I get in my business, um, whether it's a new client um, or uh, somebody that I meet, um, you know, a friend, a family member, or something like that, they'll ask me uh, about my business. And then the first question is, so what do you do in the winter? Um, so obviously, uh, you guys are close by to me. So I know that uh, uh, Vancouver Island has a winter um, yeah. and uh, an off season from uh, lawn cutting. So uh, what do you guys uh, do in the winter? So there is so much to do in the winter. You don't just have to sit around and do nothing. Um, I mean, a lot of people, of course, do snow removal. They they do all their pruning. They prepare. They move stuff around. Mm-hmm. It doesn't mean you have to leave your home. There's so much to do in your home. You can prepare for next year. You can make new schedules. You can raise prices. You can, you can still advertise. Um, of course, some people go out and do the Christmas lights. We don't do that. Mm-hmm. Um, but you can stay home. You can fix up. You can get things prepared for next year. You can have business plans, business goals, rate everything out. So you're all ready, you know, February, March, or even April to get going again. So yep. there's there's other ways to work in your business. You don't have to go out. You can stay in and still work on it. 
Okay. Very cool. Yeah. For, I'm, I've experienced that firsthand. There's always something uh, that you can do. And uh, like I've given the example on the podcast many times between me and my brother-in-law, both under the same company name, same trailer, all that sort of stuff. And for me, I choose to take most of the winters off as far as doing work for clients. But my Mm brother-in-law goes all year long. He will do the snow removal. He'll do all of that stuff all year long because he's not doing podcasts and YouTube videos and stuff like that. So it's, you can literally, there's no excuse. You can find work uh, throughout the year, um, regardless of whether you have a winter season uh, or not. Um, So what are your future plans or goals for the business? Uh, What are our future goals, Lena? What do you want to do? Well, we're, we're mainly trying to like get out in different areas. Um, Focus like because uh, like in Victoria we have a whole bunch of like tiny little mi- municipalities. So we're like trying to branch out of the ones that we're in and get more work so we can spread it out throughout our week, grow our business that way, add more services, figure out um, different things we can do, find that long-term employee if that's even possible. We might just have to have people come and go, but yeah. that helps take off a lot of the workload too. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Okay. Very cool. So are you guys uh, thinking of keeping the business uh, mainly focused? Like, are you thinking um, when you say employees um, of expanding like multiple trucks and stuff or just uh, a bigger crew, a bigger single like crew? Yeah, we, we would like to have more employees and, you know, not use subcontractors as much. Okay. Um, it's like I said, it's just really hard to find them. So when the right one comes, I mean, we're patient. It's working. Uh, every month and every year, we're we're still growing a little bit. It's just not going as fast as we want, but we'll get there. I mean, in overall, our goal, um, just to keep it simple, is to to never stop having goals. Okay. To continue growing. We just want to keep gaining knowledge. Just always working on ourselves and in our business. Awesome. Very cool. So this uh, next question uh, is probably uh, the second one where I would say uh, kind of uh, sometimes uh, gives people uh, sort of they got to take a quick moment to think about it. Uh, and that is mm-hmm. uh, what's the weirdest thing that you've seen or has happened to you uh, during business? Um, have you got any good stories you can share? <laughs> uh, you think, Helena, you think of any weird stories? Well, you've been doing this a long time. You probably think of some i mean i i don't really have any weird stories i feel like i have more weird stories from my past employment to be honest oh. like i guess it's the type of people that we might come across okay yeah um <clears throat> no yeah. interesting story I, I no uh interesting or um there on the island especially i would think maybe uh, run-ins with wildlife or anything like that that's been weird or it's it's more just having some odd clients. I'd okay, say that's about it. And dealing with them and working with them, you know, I mean, I'm not going to get into too much detail, and but it's just the hardest part about, of course, dealing with a business is, I'd say, me personally, is dealing with clients. Okay, and you just come across some strange, odd ones, and you work with them, and that's how it goes. Okay, but odd stories overall. I don't think we've had too much. We're so busy running around. We don't really have time oh, yeah. to too much odd things or just oh, okay. go, go, go. Oh, that's okay. That's cool. That's cool. I've, uh, I've had a ton of them. <laughs> Uh, I, uh, I have uh, ones that are like so weird. Uh, you would think, especially here for Surrey, like the city. Um, I had one where it was a 
corner lot and they had uh, there was an undeveloped row of property what was going to be a bunch of new properties behind these row of new houses and my customer had a, a cedar fence like six foot standard cedar fence and I was trimming um, the lawn and going up the sidewalk towards the following the fence line up towards the empty properties and this car was coming down the street and he started flashing his lights at me and uh, honking his horn and stuff. And I thought, okay, hey, new customer wants to, you know, tell me where he lives to get a quote. <laughs> and uh, he sticks out his hand out the window, like with his hand, like telling me to stop. And so I kind of like froze. And as he got closer, he said, like, turn around. There's a huge black bear coming around the other side of that fence. And you're just about oh, to meet. Yeah. And uh, oh, I was like, oh, so I like backtracked. And this was a customer that I had the keys to like the gate. It's like all gated and locked and stuff. So I went down to the driveway and I reached in, assuming this black bear is coming around the corner. So I reached in through the fence and was fidgeting with my keys, trying to find the key to unlock the gate. And the lock was on the inside. And I finally got it unlocked and opened it. And then I closed it behind me and locked it. And I'm looking through the gate to see like where the bear is and I don't see it. And then I hear this noise and I turn around and he just jumped over the fence into the backyard that I just locked myself into. <laughs> so, so I'm trying to find the key again to unlock myself out of the, <laughs> and, and luckily he didn't notice me or didn't care about me. He just walked across the yard and he jumped over the fence into the next neighbor's yard. Like nothing. Like he just went over the fence oh, and, I was yeah. like, my heart was going like a thousand hours. Yeah, this so. But yeah, that's a, a kind of a, a weird one uh, that's happened. Uh, and that, like we we've heard stories like that, and there has been like more cougar sightings and stuff, but like it's never yeah. happened to us. Like, oh, okay, yeah. Hey, kind of yeah. lucky that way. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's yeah. what I was thinking when I when I was hinting at like run-ins with wildlife. I thought Viking Island cougars, mm-hmm. uh, you know, right, big, yeah. big cats happening. <laughs> city so we try to avoid too much animal life but like when we go out there we see some but you know we're seeing little squirrels and yeah little birds yeah but it's amazing how it happens more often now it seems um as these you know neighborhoods are encroaching because like i said i'm in the city and you wouldn't expect Mm -hmm. a black bear walking through the city and it's like there he is (laughs) (laughs) sort of thing (laughs) yeah so it's like that's kind of crazy um uh, so this next question is uh what is one hidden pitfall um with running a lawn care business that you see that prevents other people from succeeding so basically this is you guys are out you're doing your thing you notice some other lawn care businesses and you see something that they're doing and you're like "Ooh, they shouldn't be doing that or you know that's not going to work or they you know you can immediately see something they should be improving on Mm -hmm. well overall with lawn care of course most people they're either cutting too short the line trimmers eaters they're scalping yeah um you know how they're spreading fertilizers just little things like that that we kind of watch right or oh hey they're cutting it too short or mm-hmm. just little things that we're kind of finicky with but i mean that's just lawn care if you get into doing uh certain side jobs just about how they build beds or how they place rock you know mm-hmm. we, we're kind of picky that but 
we're so busy running around, we, we don't have time to, to watch too many people. We're just go, go, go. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, but like, honestly, like, it's even like trying to keep the grass long, we have our clients asking, can you cut it shorter? I'm like, no, we're trying yeah. to keep it long. So it's like healthy for your lawn. Like, explain that to them. It's so hard. So yeah, it is. Seeing hard. these companies cut it way too short, it's like yeah. burning it yeah. out, especially here in the summertime. Like yeah, yeah. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> Um, yeah, even having yep. even having safety equipment. I mean, overall, yeah, that's a big some one. People aren't wearing mm-hmm. eye protection. Yeah, and they just you know go and you know you kind of cringe. You're like, oh, their eyes about to fall out. Like it's yeah, kind of scary. Yeah, especially when it's an employee of theirs. It's like, what are you doing? Like, how do you not have you know safety equipment for your employees? Like that makes no yeah, sense. Totally. Or or they're blocking sidewalks with vehicles or something like that. Um, yeah. Uh, just yeah stuff like that customer perception can go a long way that's a lot of the ones that i notice from uh, uh, other companies where they're making mistakes and stuff like that um for sure uh so um if you were to start your lawn care business all over again what is one thing that you would do differently differently probably i'm going to understand that work will never end okay so just stop worrying and you know about every little thing and just don't stop working i mean just know where every hour of your day goes i mean you work or you sleep you know seven or eight hours what are you doing with your 16 hours left just always reminding myself you know things i could have done or time i could have used somewhere else and just to stop worrying so much okay what about you helena what is there anything that uh if you were to start um, doing this all over again that you would do differently? Uh, that's a really good question. Honestly, I don't, I like the way that we've grown it and everything. Like Jordan has so many things he's done that has improved the business so much that like, I feel like he's done a great a job of building it to where it is. Okay. Um, I feel like there isn't much that he'd have to change. Like, honestly, I think it's just maybe, like deciding like what direction to grow it or like finding that uh, person. Okay. Probably have, probably have Helena in, in the beginning. Yeah. yeah. So, like for me to join earlier, right? There you go. And then we probably could have yeah. doubled and kept going, but mm. we're here now. Like we don't think about that anymore. We just, we yeah. Just go. Yeah, absolutely. So look past that and like realize that like, I like the decision I made, like I don't regret it at all. Like, awesome. Happy. That's mm-hmm. awesome. So what is your uh, biggest frustration about running a uh, lawn care or landscaping business? Uh, like we said before, it's it's more the clients. Okay. It's just dealing with little things. And like Helena mentioned, people want it shorter. They, you know, can yeah. you take it a little bit shorter? And can you do this? And, you know, can you come once a month? And it, it just doesn't work because we have a schedule set. Yep. Um, just trying to keep people happy mm-hmm. while doing our work and dealing with, you know, everyday life and weather and just little things that come in our way. That's kind of what can be frustrating. And then um, just things that can kind of throw our business off. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Like the, the weather's been like so crazy. Yes. Like having that heat wave come, like that messes with your schedule. Like having a landscaping business, like we prioritize our schedule around the weather. So when that heat, heat wave struck, like we're like, okay, well, got to decide like do we want to work on this or have like a shorter day so we ended up like going like soup like earlier than we usually would and then yeah, like 5 yeah, yeah yeah so we're like okay let's do this yeah so 
Yeah, no, yeah, you have to adapt and stuff, but it uh, is a pain uh, when stuff goes. Uh, to, at least for me, I'm I'm very stuck in my ways when it comes to things like that, like a, like keeping the schedule the way it is and stuff. But like last week with that heat, there's no way. So we did the same thing. Yeah. Go out early, and we were done by like eleven in the after, uh, in the morning. Yeah. It's like that's it. It's it's too hot yeah, to be out here. Um, <laughs> what is one resource? that you use the most in building your lawn care business? Resource as in like um, the marketing or? Um, anything. It could be anything. It could be a person, like a mentor. It could be YouTube videos. It could be books. It could be, you know, what is like one thing that you've kind of sort of leaned on? It could be your education, anything. But what's one thing that you use the most? I think it's more our attitude, okay. just having a good attitude. And, and even when you're talking to a potential client, um, just really representing who you are and being positive, because if you're negative, it, it doesn't come off well. They don't want that on their property. When you're positive, if you get it, the job or you don't get the job, it just really reflects who you are. Um, also on top of that, just um, throwing in advertising our website, you know, it's www.tellmelandscaping.com. People can go there. It shows all of our services. That it's that's a nice tool to use. And of course, the, our business cards is what directs them. Yeah. But uh, having having just that good attitude goes a long, long way. Okay. Very cool. Um, what would you say is one thing that people don't realize about running a lawn care business? Because you know, you get it all the time, the attitude that people think it's easy to do that. Uh, and I think this comes from the perception that, you know, you're, even if you were a kid in school, you could grab a lawnmower and start mowing lawns after school and that sort of thing. And that uh, there's really not much to it. But, you know, if you're in business, you know that there's a lot more to it. So uh, what is one thing that you would uh, say that people don't realize about running a lawn care business? Um, running a business is just a lot harder than you think because i mean mm-hmm. you, you don't work eight hours and you know every two weeks and get your check and you come home you work 24 hours seven yeah. days a week you're always open you're always doing something you're always moving um it, it doesn't stop you come home your business is there you go to work your business is there. it's there so people don't realize that and along with the labor and going out and doing the work i mean i always encourage people you know come to work with me for a day and see how you feel at the end of the day I've had family come with me, and they're end of the day. They're like, I'm, 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 I, I'm not doing this anymore. Yeah, yeah. Okay, they yeah. just they don't want to do it, right? It's and that it's that's just a part of it. But the one thing is, is uh, it's it's a lot, it's a lot more. You would you, people a lot of people don't understand until they actually start a business. It's a lot different mm-hmm. than just having a job. Yeah, it's huge. It's so, so much different. Like it takes up a lot of your time and it takes a certain person to run it and it, it almost like becomes you. Yeah. Like you, mm-hmm. you find like a routine that works well for you. But I think it's also being like really um, good, like conversation with your customers, like being able to draw on your customers, like not everyone can do that either. Yeah. Have those skills. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. yeah people, um, you know, they, I think this day and age, you know, being um, an entrepreneur, um, you hear a lot about hustle, 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 uh, Gary Vee, all these sorts of things. And it's so glamorous. Um, you know, you got shows like Shark Tank and Dragon's Den and all this sort of stuff. And it's all promoting yeah. it. And it's awesome. But it's not for everybody. 
And mm-hmm. people, I've had a couple instances now where people have, you know, asked me for advice and stuff and they've started a business. And then, you know, a few months later, they're like, yeah, I'm tapping out. I can't do this. It's not what I thought it was. It's not, you know, yeah. you can't make it stop. Yeah. It's 24 hours a day. Like, you know, you're, you're trying to make customers happy. You're, you know, at one minute you're trying to get customers and then you get customers and then they don't stop and I've got too much work and I can't handle it now. And now customers are getting mad because I'm not answering the phone and I'm not, you know, it's like, (laughs) uh, so it's one of those things like people don't understand. It's, it's all consuming, um, all the time. We just go out, pick up a check and, you know, we make tons of money and go home. It, It doesn't work like that. I mean, there's a lot happens behind the scenes and, you know, we're slowly falling apart, but if you can find a way to stay afloat, You'll do fine. Yeah. You got to stay positive with it. Awesome. Yeah. Knowing your customer base too, like what people want, what's like um, actually thriving in your city, like having an eye for things, mm-hmm. um, finding different business tactics or um, even like being able to upsell, like even that simple, like a lot of people don't know how to do that, mm-hmm. kind of yeah. shy away from it. Yeah, absolutely. Mm-hmm. That's a, a great answer. I would add to um, from uh, your answer, Helena, there, knowing your customer is maybe focusing also on a, a customer base, right? Not trying to do when you're starting out, um, you know, trying to do everything and stretching yourself out too thin, right? Focus on your strengths. If it's, uh, you know, if all you have is a 21 inch more, don't start picking up acreage properties and expect yeah, exactly. you're not going to do that without a, a bigger mower and, and the investment that comes with that. Um, sort of thing. So, uh, down to the last two questions. Um, so this Mm -hmm. next one is one, again, one of my absolute favorites and, um, I will, uh, allow you guys to answer this one, uh, separately as well. So share your best piece of advice with, uh, those just starting out in the business, but I want you to come at this from the point of view that this is somebody that, you know, somebody that you like and somebody that you only want to see the best for. So if they were to come up to you, Jordan and Helena and say, you know, Mm -hmm. I'm thinking about starting a a lawn care business. What's your best piece of advice for me? What would you say? Maybe we'll start with uh, Jordan. Um, um, Like I've said in our previous conversations is the first thing I did when I first started was I I worried too much and I, you know, I didn't think I was going to have this. I was going to have that. And I didn't think I was going to have enough work and I was taking on whatever I could. And sometimes you have to do that, but try not to take on everything. You know, you can be a little picky, but do the, you know, spend as much time as you can dedicate it to it. Don't get lazy. Keep moving, keep word, keep hustling. Uh, Just don't stop and, and don't worry. And always try to find other people that are in the same field and learn from them. Right. Don't pretend you know everything. Yeah, always constantly learn. Take in knowledge, and you're because you're never going to learn everything. Like just take in as much as you can, and don't stop, and always be humble with it. Just just always ask questions. Awesome, great advice. And uh, you, Helena, what would you say? Yeah, like a lot of what Jordan says, it's so true. Like I, I feel like it's so important to ask questions. Ask like as many as you can. Like if you're not sure, like even look online. Like how how to like properly use a tool that you're using or like never assume that um, your client may know everything. Cause a lot of the time when you go onto a property, like the client doesn't know uh, a lot of stuff. So it's you that are it's, like the professional that's supposed to know what's going on. So like really have that knowledge is like power. That's key. Awesome. Um, 
Yeah, I feel like that's going to make you go really far if you if you know what you're getting into. You're not taking stuff on maybe that you're not comfortable with at first. Like at first, like obviously you want to take on as much work, but know what you want to focus on first and then build from there. Okay, very cool. And I know uh, that takes us down to the last question, but I'm going to sneak in one more question uh, specifically for you two. And that is share your best piece of advice for couples that are thinking about um, getting into business together. And uh, what would you say uh, to a couple that's, uh, you know, asking you guys for advice on uh, working together? Uh, For me, I'd say be patient and be dedicated together. Make sure you both actually want to do it. If you don't want to do it, don't do it. You're going to affect the other person in that business relationship. If you don't want to do it, don't do it. If you're ready and you're dedicated, put all in 100% and there's going to be hard times, but don't stop. Just keep going. You're doing it for for a good reason. Awesome. And and also like being able to know like um, that, the individual strengths and weaknesses really work on that and like be able to compromise on times when you know you may be wrong like don't attack the other person like really like come out together as a team like if you guys can't if you guys don't have a good relationship at home that's going to affect your business that's going to come into your business so mm-hmm. setting out those roles where that person knows what they're doing that person so they're not like stepping over each other um like during said, patience is huge. You're going to have days where you're like, you're just like so annoyed with the other person. Like you need to realize like, okay, this person, like I need to give them their space. Like I, I like realize where they're coming from as well as where you're coming from. Put yourself in their shoes sort of thing. Yeah. Not yeah. always thinking about yourself. You have a team here. Yeah. A team in there. Awesome. Mm-hmm. Great advice uh, for both of you with that uh, sort of question I popped up uh, on you guys. I weren't expecting that uh, extra one, but I thought uh, it would just be a good question for people uh, to hear the answer to. Um, So last question, uh, how can people uh, follow you online? Um, Yeah, so they can follow us on our website. Uh, Like I said, www.tomelandscaping.com. We're at uh, at Tome Landscaping on Instagram. You can look up um, Facebook. Our Facebook name, I think, is currently right now, it's just J-H, capitals, J-H Tomei. Okay. Look up on there. Um, yeah. You can shoot us a message or any way to contact us. You can see pictures on there, everything. Awesome. Yeah, we're trying to update our Instagram more and add, like, pictures of work that we recently do. So they're kind of updated with that. Very cool. Yeah. Awesome. So thank you very much for uh, coming onto the podcast, especially with such uh, short notice. Um, very rare uh, for you uh, to have somebody come on, especially two people at the same time to make themselves available uh, <laughs> as a team. That's awesome. Uh, and uh, yeah, really appreciate you guys coming on. Yeah. Thank you very much. Yeah. Thank you. That was awesome. Awesome. So there you have it, Lawn Care Nation. Uh, hope you guys enjoyed that value-packed uh, interview episode with Jordan and Helena from Tome Landscaping. I'll leave links in the podcast show notes uh, to their Instagram and some of their uh, website and some of the other spots uh, that they talked about, uh, how you can uh, follow them online. So uh, that's it for this one, guys. Here's to wishing you guys all overwhelming success and freedom in your lawn care business. Bye for now. <laughs>